Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. I'm here with my friend Sarah Locks, and she is a fellow health freak and she is in this field and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that. We decided that we would get together, talk a little bit about natural hair care. Plus, both of us are going to share a little bit about our story of how we both transitioned to allowing our hair to be its natural color. Neither of us are fully 100% gray, but we're transitioning. We've been on the way for a number of years. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. And thanks for having me. It's really nice to be here. I know we talk about this a lot. And actually, the very first time we had a video call, which was maybe a year ago, that was the first thing we noticed was that we had let our hair go to its natural color, whatever that was. So in my day-to-day professional work life, I help businesses that are in the food and wellness space with marketing, print materials. We work with a lot of organic food companies and organic specialty foods and then wellness providers, people who would run yoga studios or chiropractic practices or produce innovative therapies. But in my personal life, I have been a wellness freak. You, you hit that on and that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. For 20 years, when I was in the year where I was turning 30, I, my health was terrible And I was going to traditional Western doctors and they couldn't help me. And that's how I found myself down the rabbit hole of all things, wellness, health, and really just started experimenting. I'm loosely aware of like the biohacker space. And I guess I'm sort of like that um, Mm -hmm. because I'm willing to try things and I'm just constantly searching for new information. And I feel like with my hair, I think I've been on a journey with my hair since my teens, trying to figure out how to care for it, how to style it, what looks good on me. And, you know, initially got all that information from style magazines, which are probably just writing articles that support their advertisers. And those products weren't necessarily the right choices. So the last four years, I've been steadily detoxing my scalp which is something I never knew you could do. I let all of my color grow out, which was not easy. So anyone who wants to do that, there's a big emotional piece of that. And I think you just, I'm telling you right now, find support. There's lots of support from women who are going through this to get you through. Because once you come out the other end, I do love my hair now most days, most days. It's a lot healthier. So I've just been healing it and figuring out what products to use. And I am definitely still on that journey. Yeah. And I think that's kind of neat because actually when we met, I think that was one of the first things we met through work Mm -hmm. and you were like, Oh, I like your gray. And I was like, yeah, I like yours too. It looks like you're transitioning. And we started talking. And I think that's whenever I might've mentioned to you that I did a castor oil pack on my scalp. Yes. Right. And then we started trying that. What was your experience with using castor oil? Okay. So I immediately went and bought the brand that you recommended and I used it four or five times. Do you do it every week? I did did in the beginning. I don't anymore. Okay. So I did it about every other week. Do you know, I stopped doing that. I just forgot. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. we're talking about it today. I think it's been, I think that was a big part of where I am today Mm -hmm. because it was an immediate improvement. 
So like when I would do the castor oil pack, first of all, it felt good. Mm-hmm. I started to realize that how things felt on my head. One of the reasons I started letting my color grow out was the last time I colored, which was in actually it was in June of 2018. I realized it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then I tried a henna hair coloring somewhere in there. Like a more simplified version was like a mud. And the thing I noticed when I put it on my hair was how great it felt. And that became my marker for how do I know if something's good or not? I realized I was completely disconnected from what actually felt good. I was willing to put up with all kinds of things. And that was the thing I noticed about the castor oil pack. So it's sticky, Mm -hmm. but when I would put it on, it just felt so good. And I would leave it on for hours, two, three hours, four when I first started good. experimenting with the castor oil, <clears throat> I was wanting to get my hair to grow out. I wanted to see if I could get it to grow. And the same as you, I had been going to a high end natural mm-hmm. salon to have my hair highlighted because I was trying to blend in. I have this kind of streak of gray, yeah. like right at my temples. And I was trying to blend that end with highlights. And every time I went to this natural salon to get my hair highlighted, my scalp would be in pain for days after. And I'm like suddenly thinking, why am I doing this? This is like the most natural, supposed natural hair coloring treatment or like highlighting or whatever I could get. So I switched from highlighting to coloring because coloring is supposed to not be as harsh on your hair. Right. Like it coats the hair shaft as opposed to stripping it, which was what I was doing with the highlighting that also irritated my scalp and my scalp would literally be sore for days. Well, it was probably 2014 and I was standing in front of the mirror, getting ready to go to the hair salon. And my son's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting ready to go have my hair colored. And he goes, why? And cover up your wizard status. Why would you do that? And so I was kind of like, that's kind of cute. I like the wizard status thing, you know, because mm-hmm. I had the little strip. And so I kind of thought about it and I went to the appointment and just like, I don't want to color my hair. Look, can you just cut it or like give me a deep conditioning treatment or something? And that was the last time I had my hair colored because I just thought it was so cool that he thought that my gray hair was yeah. a good thing, not something to cover up. He was like, you're on your way to 100% wizard. And just his perspective on it. And then I just realized, you know, why, who am I doing this for? Is it for me? Not really is I'm just doing it. I never had put thought into it. I was doing it because I felt that was what was expected. That's what women do. Yep. Yeah. I remember the first time. So when I was in my late teens and early twenties, I would get perms Mm -hmm. because they would lighten my hair because what was happening is as I was growing up, my hair was getting darker and I really missed my lighter color. So I think that's, we don't talk enough about the fact that your hair is going to change in color and texture throughout your life. And I'm trying to honor that now, Mm. whereas I used to try and change it. And then in my twenties, somewhere in there, a coworker said, oh, you've got gray hair, time to start coloring. And do you know, I just blithely went off like a sheep and scheduled an appointment. And that's when I started coloring my hair. And, you know, it costs a lot of money. So I, I wasn't making a lot of money back then. And I don't, I don't even know how much gray hair I had. I probably had just a strand or two. And I did that probably until my mid thirties, at which point I just couldn't do anymore because it burned so bad. Mm-hmm. So then I switched and I experimented with natural products from the healthcare store. 
from the health product store. And I was using a brand from Israel for a long time, thinking that it was okay. And you know what was starting to happen back 2017, 2018, leading up to that last hair coloring stint, I had hair falling out. And I had never had that problem before. The quality of my hair was, it wasn't healthy anymore. And I could tell that, but I really didn't understand why. And what I learned was, you know how there are, there, you can have hormone imbalance and that can lead to your hair falling out. So mm -hmm. that's something. And so if you have hair falling out, I think going and having your hormone levels checked is probably a good idea. I didn't do that. I, I could have, I probably should have. I do actually know now though, that I had something different. I had hair fall. And I learned about that from Morocco Method. And they've been a huge resource for me. And as I have followed their instructions to heal my scalp mm -hmm. and take better care of my hair, learn what my hair is right now, learn how I can improve it. I have next to no hair fall now. That's and awesome. I used to go from quite a lot. So hopefully, I don't know if you're doing this or not, but I think you may be. I have been following Morocco Method's lunar chart for hair cutting for probably six, seven years now. Yeah. Since I first discovered it back in, I don't know, maybe 2014 or 15, around the time I stopped coloring my hair. Yep. <laughs> Same. Okay. So around the time I stopped coloring my hair, I found Morocco Method and I did their, they have a scalp detox powder mm -hmm. that you can mix. I did that. I got their scalp massager. I just wanted my scalp to be healthy again. Yes. That's the what it looks massager. like everybody. Yes. And, and it really makes a big difference. And sometimes I would even put the castor oil on my hair and use yeah. that to like really get it in there because castor oil is very detoxing. And so during all of this, I found their lunar hair chart and I would alternate. I think I get my hair cut maybe four times a year okay. and I would alternate. I would do like a scalp day, you know, because there's some yeah. that's like root work. And then some days that's better for lengthening your hair this, then everybody can see. Right. And some different days. Yeah. Different for beautifying and, you okay. know, lengthening your hair. And then they even had a chart for days to shave or to wax, you know, days right. that you remove your hair that makes yes. growth slower. Yes. So you're following, which days do you usually choose on that chart? So I'm glad, cause I actually had a question for you, which was what I've been following is strengthen mm -hmm. and root work and mm -hmm. beautify. Yeah. I don't need thicker hair. My hair is so thick. I've just been doing blunt cut. I am about to go and have her put a little bit of layers, no razor work, just right. snip, but to thin it out a little because of the way my head's shaped and, and I have a lot of hair and it, it's even like today it's hot here. And so it's mm -hmm. humid, but I did do it for this because I wanted people to be able to kind of see just how different it is, you know, across the, the head. I usually pull it up is what I usually do because I have so much. But I had a question for you, which was, I was trying to figure out if the idea of lunar hair cutting was that you should do it once a month in line with the moon. But I hear what you're saying, you're due four times a year is what you aim for, because I haven't been going and getting a cut a lot. So what I am actually about to do, and who knows, maybe we'll do a repeat of this in a year. I think what I'm going to do is go once a month for a year, focusing very specifically on the days, because when, she, when you cut the end... You help me if I understand this right, because I you're further along this journey than I am. When you cut the end, it stimulates the the root. 
which is so neat. You know, I think we've been taught that the hair is dead. Right. It's not, there's a connection. But think of it like planting, Sarah. I mean, you think about when you deadhead a, a flower plant, oh, a, a bush, yeah. and if you deadhead that flower, okay. it makes the flower, the plant actually bush out and grow better, right? Right. Or you think about right. when you plant tomatoes or cucumbers and, you know, those first tiny little cucumbers come in on that plant, you want to pick those off so that it continues to make the plant grow a little bit more before it puts that energy into growing the cucumber. I think of it very similar to the, to it's so related in my opinion, to the farmer's almanac, which my dad and all of the old timers would use for planting, harvesting, sowing all this stuff. You know, I think it's all related. And what you said about cutting your hair once a month and following the lunar chart for a full year, I actually did that in the beginning. I'll show some pictures of what my hair looked like at the end of a year of cutting it every month. You will not believe how long my hair was. I cut it every single month, according to the lengthening days on Morocco methods, lunar chart. And my hair was down to my waist. I mean, it was so long, so full, so glossy. It was, it was what I'd always wanted my hair to be. You know, that's neat because on their website, there's a picture of a woman and her transition. And Mm. it's amazing. I trust them a lot. I've been using their products now for quite a while. The testimonials sometimes, are are they just the very best? I think that's a question people ask. So it's, so yeah, show us those pictures because so people can see it's a real, real thing. Maybe I'll have to look back and see if I have some older pictures that may show how damaged my hair is. You can kind of see. So, you know, we're, we, we're pushed to color our hair. I think the main push is to keep our hair our youthful color and not let it change as we go through our changes mm-hmm. and cover gray. Now, I am all for having fun with color. I like that. Like, I like anyone who wants to have fun and try different colors for that reason, because they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. As long as the coloring is healthy, like if you're using henna, but, but one thing I, I learned is when you color the hair, how much damage you do to not just your hair, but your scalp. And that actually that damage makes you go gray and silver faster. Crazy. So people who have stopped coloring their hair, there are a lot of stories out there, people who've been able to restore color into their hair. So I'm kind of interested in seeing if that will happen for me. I do take two supplements. I have a pick, I brought one, I, I'm out of the other and I didn't have it. So I'll tell you what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. Be, not so much because I want to bring the color back. I'm kind of over that whole emotional, you have to have your hair be this, this color. I'm not there mm-hmm. anymore. But the silver hair, when it gets white, it has no pigment in it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a lot drier. And it's very different to manage that hair. So I'm interested if I can restore color. And I know that I'm doing it because when I do have hair come out in the shower, I save it and I look at it. And I actually have hair now that is, is silver on the end. Yeah. And the end that came out of my scalp is dark brown. Yeah. So I don't know how far I'll get. I'm okay no matter what happens. But I wanted to show everyone, this is fermented cod liver oil with concentrated butter oil. So that's what I take as my fish oil supplement. Mm-hmm. And then I take this in combination with a supplement called Oyster Max. So both of them are completely whole food supplements. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any fillers or additives in them. They, 
if you if anyone's concerned about cost, they may seem a little expensive. But what I always suggest is it's a very high quality supplement. So just spread it out. Maybe don't take it as often as they recommend right. so that you can afford it. But what this does is the vitamin D and A that is in here helps your body better absorb trace minerals, especially copper, which is what's in the oyster. And that helps recolor your hair. So there are quite a few people who take this, who say that just taking this brought their color back in their hair. So again, I'm not doing it to restore color because of course, if I brought my color back, it'd be this dark, dark brown. And I actually prefer the lighter color. Um, but it's good for your health too. The vitamin K2 is in the butter mm -hmm. that helps make sure the trace minerals go where they're supposed to your hair, your teeth, your bones, instead of into soft tissue. Mm -hmm. So I think that I'm going to see what happens with that. Yeah. I've taken the butter there. before and the, the color of your hair is it. The color is caused similarly to the color of our skin. It's the pigment melanin. And I've also read that a deficiency in vitamin B12 can also cause you to have gray hair sooner because it also is related to stress. And it's not just a, you know, old wives tale that stress causes gray hair. We don't handle stress as well when we're low in vitamin B12 and that it just kind of all ties together. The stem cells that live within the hair follicle down at the base of your hair strand, they start to gradually disappear as we age. And then the hair that is regrowing from those hair follicles have lost those stem cells. And I think oh. that's why the pigment's not there. And then the hair appears gray. First time I've ever heard right. that. Super yeah. interesting. And I think, I just want to say, I think everybody wants to, to understand their hair better, mm -hmm. but to find this kind of information, mm -hmm. it is not, it's not the easiest thing. I've been through and through and through the Morocco method website. I think their website's phenomenal and there's a lot of information there, but I'm still taking it in. I think I'm, one thing I'm having to do is give up years and years and years of incorrect information. Mm -hmm. trying to find like assumptions I made about certain things. Well, like when we were talking about Morocco method, one of the assumptions, you know, I always washed my hair with shampoo that came out of a bottle. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you switched to their bars? Do you, to Morocco methods bars? Mm -hmm. They have yes, a shampoo have. and a conditioner bar. I love them. Yes. Yes. Love them for me, for my hair. I use their shampoo bar. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe every other wash I use the conditioner bar. Mm -hmm. And then most of the time I do run an apple cider rinse through my hair after I'm done washing, because otherwise my out. hair gets a lot of residue buildup. Like when mm -hmm. you put product in my hair, my hair just takes it and it holds onto it for dear life. Mm -hmm. And it actually, this has been my whole life. It doesn't perform the way the stylists are used to it performing. So I don't know that apple cider rinse is good to use on everybody's hair all of the time. I have yeah. a question though about mm -hmm. that, because of what you said, do you have a water filter at all on your house. So your shower water is filtered because a lot of times that will cause you to have like a poor response to products. Right. So, but I haven't always, so that could explain why in the past mm. I had poor response and I think my hair really got, and my scalp got so damaged mm -hmm. um, that my hair is in so much better shape. It really would have been interesting for you to have done this with me in the fall of 2018 when it was icky. Mm. Like when I first started trying to figure out what to do, I went through some really bad times because I just realized I, I refused to use the toxic product. 
but we do have a whole house filter. So that yeah. you, everyone check your water. Water's a big player. Right. Especially so. if you have hard water and, and then two impurities, we have a whole house water um, filtration system. And so that that's not an issue. And I think it made a huge difference because it was around the same time I met Larry, our water guy who I love. Larry has kept our water clean and pure in our house, like our drinking water and our house water for years. But it was around the same time that I stopped coloring my hair as well, that he installed our water filtration system. And I noticed one, if you're using traditional shampoo, it takes so much less. And two, your hair rinses cleaner and is so much silkier and softer. It's amazing. Your hair will feel so much healthier if you are using a whole house water filtration system. So that was huge. I tried the apple cider vinegar for a while. Mm -hmm. And because I used to have dry scalp, I have fixed that finally after decades of dealing with dry scalp. But, you know, if you have dry scalp, it can be itchy and then you scratch sometimes and it'll cause little lesions and, you know, little damage to your scalp and putting apple cider vinegar on a damaged scalp is incredibly painful. Do not do that. It hurts. (laughs) So between that and the smell of apple cider vinegar, because even if I rinsed my hair out after putting the apple cider vinegar, my sons would mention when they snuggled with me or hugged me that my hair smelled like a pickle and they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but my hair tended to hold on to the apple cider vinegar. Like I said, I, I would rinse it as good as I could, but it yeah. still smelled like apple cider vinegar. And they didn't like that. So I think that's so interesting. So, cause what that says is something that works for me doesn't work for you. Right. Because it, everybody's unique. And just because you read about it on a health blog, blogger might be fantastic. Right. And if you go and try it, it doesn't work for you. Don't blame yourself. Mm -hmm. I think you just, you have to be willing to experiment. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to get your hair to a point where you can just throw it in a bun Mm -hmm. um, or braid or something that looks good. You're talking about if you're going gray. Yeah, going gray. Or even if you're just experimenting with natural hair care, Mm -hmm. because like, for example, you know how Morocco Method has, you can buy um, a trial pack and it's five shampoos. Mm-hmm. And Morocco method, everybody Rebecca will tell you more about it. Cause she has done work with them, but they're completely natural. So there's nothing in their product. They're raw that, vegan. They're all raw. They're all vegan. He's amazing. He has been in the beauty industry, his entire career. And he really knows, he knows what is good for us and our hair. They're available to talk to you too. Like you can mm-hmm. call them as I understand it. I haven't, but I've read that people do call them and talk to them. And they employ people with disabilities. So I super love that because I used to be in that field. Their hairline, they have the ones that they want you to rotate those raw hair. The raw, the five shampoos. And they explain, be sure you read every piece of information you can get on those shampoos. If you go that route, because depending on how damaged your hair is in your scalp, your hair could be quite icky, yucky for a while. And mine was. And it was super frustrating because you feel like, oh, I'm going to wash my hair with this beautiful, high quality, clean product. Mm-hmm. My hair is going to be better. It's going to be all better. Uh-huh. Never mind 30 years of junk. It's going to be all better. Right. And of course it wasn't. But what was really good was they let me know that to expect that my hair mm-hmm. was long enough that I could just put it up. And now looking back, I'm very happy for that process. In the middle of it, I was frustrated. But now I understand it. I almost go through it again because if I went through it again, I would celebrate it differently. 
would mm -hmm. understand it better. But yeah, I, I did try their shampoos. They didn't work really. They were hard for me, I think because I have so much hair. I use so much of their shampoo. Mm -hmm. to, you just work it into my hair. I'm not sure we had our whole house filtration system at that point. So that definitely could have been a factor, but I use their bars now. And I've also used shampoo bars from some people I know locally. And actually mm -hmm. the first time I used a shampoo bar was from someone who was next to me at a vendor event and it was life-changing. So I definitely recommend if you've never thought about washing your hair with a shampoo bar, it seems so strange when you've spent a lifetime using bottled shampoo, but I love it now. I didn't think it would work because I didn't think it would build lather and that I'd be able to get it in, but it works great. It works it's funny great. because you mentioned that because my daughter, I think it was I'm, I'm actually, I'm sure it was 2014 because we were on a vacation. Our whole family had went, went to a house in Florida and we were on the beach and she had brought with her a shampoo bar from a popular place that does those. And she's like, Oh, you should try my shampoo bar. I mean, she's in the whole beauty industry. That's her job. And so she was like really excited about it. And I tried it, like rubbed it on my head. And I'm just like, how does anyone make this work? I, I totally discounted it. It was a couple of years, actually, maybe even more than that, maybe three or four years before I tried bars again. Mm -hmm. And the next bar was, I think by the company owned by Pella Habitat, right. I think it is. Yeah. And I was like, I like this pretty good, but then I tried their conditioner bar. I didn't like it so much. And so then Morocco method sent me their shampoo bar and I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I even used it for shaving my legs. Mm -hmm. um, we use it for everything. I do. And my yeah. son wanted a bar that he could use to wash his hair and his whole body with. So I got him the shampoo bar and he loved it. And then they came out with their orange silk conditioner bar. And yeah. I got that and I'm like, I love it because I've tried other conditioner bars and they just didn't really get you that good feeling that yep. the conditioner bar that Morocco method came out with does. And I'm, I'm just like, I love it. I'm in love with it. It smells wonderful. So we stock up, I buy six bars of each at a time mm -hmm. because then I never run out. And because my son who's 10 also has long hair. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have him taking good care of his hair from the get-go and he uses it and, and he uses it for everything. He uses mm -hmm. it as his soap and actually just recently told me that and I've started using it. So, you know, it's a journey. I just have to say it's a journey and no one ever talked to me about that. And I, I'm in menopause now and I feel like I've gone through another puberty, <laughs> you know, so you go through puberty, you adjust to your new adult body. It continues to change here and there. You learn about wellness, you learn about how to better take care of it. And then when you go through perimenopause and hit menopause, I realize it's really like you've gone through a change like puberty again. And I want people to position it that way because that's why it's challenging because your hair changes and your skin changes. So for me, it was always oily and now I'm dry. So I had to really relearn, but now I'm just celebrating that journey mm -hmm. and I'm okay. And actually recently we were at an event and it was a great event. We were at an outdoor conference in Virginia a couple of weekends ago and we had to travel there. And so I was in a hotel and so I had washed my hair before we went so I wouldn't have to use hotel water but I wasn't feeling good about my hair because we had to rush in the morning to get over there. And I had my son to take care of it was all of us. We had to bring our own food. So it was kind of chaotic. And I wasn't happy about my hair that whole day because I was around people and there's always this pressure to look 
so much value in our culture on how you look. And I was feeling it that day. And you know, at the very, very end of that day, a young woman complimented me on my hair and I got all teary eyed. And I realized what she was saying was, thank you for being a role model because I know my hair will change. And she, she commented on how many women she sees who fight that and who cover it up and who, who fight with their hair. So that was kind of neat. When I started perming my hair in my late teens, basically what, my hair is a little difficult to deal with it. And it isn't like everybody else's hair. <laughs> so like that's been the consistent message. Whenever I would go to a salon, someone would cut my hair. You know, they couldn't make my hair do what they could make everybody else's hair do. And the, when they would work with my hair, it was always this constant commenting about how it was different. And, you know, I was trying to mimic what I saw the popular girls doing with their hair when mm -hmm. I was a teenager, not so much in my twenties. And it was hard for me to work with. It's very thick and doesn't style the way they tell you to style your hair. And the water thing that you brought up could have been a factor all along. But when I colored my hair or permed it, it became easier for me to work with. So that was an incentive. And so what I've now done at the age of 52 is I'm forcing myself to learn how to deal with my own hair and it's mm -hmm. headed in a good direction. Mm -hmm. So anyone out there who's having that kind of a battle, who part of the reason you color is because it makes it more, man and it makes it more manageable, but because it strips the hair a little bit. Right. So it's stripping part of your hair and that does make it a little bit easier to deal with. But I promise you, if you are willing to experiment with product and also go to a lot of different salons and see what a lot of different hairstylists will tell you and try some people who are out there. And if you ever see someone um, who has beautiful hair, ask them. Right. I ran, I ran into a girl in a health food store. She had this gorgeous red hair. I was looking at Morocco Method product on the shelf and she worked there and she was like, oh, have you ever tried Morocco Method? And I hadn't. And she shared with me about the lunar hair cutting chart. And the scissors, the scissors that come when you buy this, you get scissors. Yeah, with got them it. too. And she was cutting her own hair. Yeah. I was like, what? How could you, you know, how can you be sure? So I've, since I've, I've cut my own hair for sure. If yeah. I feel like it needs it, and you know what? I always feel a lot better after I've done it. If mm -hmm. you try this, guys, first of all, if you're very short hair, like a very structured cut, I wouldn't do it because it requires right. too much skill. But it's if it's more longer, for long hair. It's very forgiving. They have videos on Morocco method that teach you how to do it. You're going to go to the stylist and they're going to point out everything you didn't do right. But who's to say what's right? But like really I, with the method that they teach, you're just trimming off the most just, tiny little piece of the end of your hair. How can you mess up too much, right? It's not too bad. As long as you follow yeah. their instructions. I actually have done that as well. I had their scissors and I did do the blunt cut for a while. And I've never had a stylist say anything about who cut your hair or and I have, have outspoken stylists, but I, like I said, I would make it a point, you know, like they talk about, you know, you just get the most tiniest little bit off of yeah. the end. So I think it's, a, it's $40, I think for those scissors. And we are right. so happy to have them in our house now. Um, I was happy that I had those before COVID because then I ended up cutting my son's hair during COVID with those scissors. I yes. won't say that his hair looked great, but well, it's a big, <laughs> it wasn't in his eyes. Well, and it's much better than using, like, even if you have really nice Fiskars cutting mm -hmm. shears that, that you really protect and keep in perfect condition, those are mm -hmm. still not 
haircutting scissors. scissors. Right. It's totally different. Um, so what I do when I buy my Morocco method is I go to Rebecca's website, thatorganicmom.com, and I find the Morocco method article. Because you're a blogger, one of the ways that you earn income is through the affiliate link programs. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that those of us who enjoy content, like what you provide, is to really recognize that that whole system is in place and to actively purchase through those links. I know I buy the castor oil. I buy that through your link. Um, And I always do my Morocco method order through your link. And I do that for a lot of different things. I have a whole little group of women I know whose website is helpful. Yeah. And then I I just tell you how excited I was whenever I went to buy my infrared sauna, I used a fellow blogger. I specifically went to her website and clicked on the link for my sauna and purchased it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just makes you feel good to know that you're supporting another blogger that way. Yeah. And I think it supports small business and mm-hmm. our, my whole company our, that my husband and I run, that's who we support. We take care of small business. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with my women who run really small businesses, you know, one, two, three, four, five people on their team, no more than that. I just feel like the more I've done this, I've been working with small business off and on for 30 years. It's the backbone of the country. And I feel like there's all these little ways we can help each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I brought down a whole bunch of stuff that I use. So mm-hmm. wooden comb. Somebody, I roomed with her at a conference and she said, oh, you don't use a wooden comb. And I was like, wooden comb, supposed to use a wooden comb. Didn't know that. That was like 2013. So I bought my wooden comb and I've used it ever since. And I do love it. I don't remember all the reasons why, but wooden comb, boar bristle brush. This is the one from Morocco. This is the small one and cleaning your brush, which they teach you how to do learned that we already mentioned the scalp massager and this isn't by the way so this is not an ad for products because i don't have a wellness website i'm and you not don't work for morocco method i don't work for morocco method i've never talked to them i've read everything rebecca's written and i i'm still learning if you get like me and rebecca and you're committed and you realize i just don't want to put anything toxic on my head anymore and you start this journey you're going to have frustrations and that's okay so anyway, yeah, this is totally unsolicited, 100%. This is just what I use and yep. works for me. I do love the scalp massager. I think this yeah. would work for anyone. It's really neat. You rub it on your head. It's very soothing. It's self-care, mm-hmm. which I think is terrific. So kind of on the scalp, this is a derma roller. And it builds collagen. It's got micro needles. You can go to a salon and have these treatments done. But you're supposed to use it on your skin to support collagen. I'm using it on my silver spots on my head. And actually I have right here and then the same place on the other side, the hair is thinner. And that's actually the spot where when I was coloring the last time, when I lifted up, I didn't like, it almost looks like it's bald right there. It's not, there's silver hair there. But even Mm -hmm. if you, if I lifted this up, it was thin. So I use this there because what I'm trying to do is restore the hair growth and the quality of my scalp. So I haven't heard anyone talk about using a derma roller on their head. Oh, very good tips. Yeah. And then one day I sent Rebecca a picture of all the oils. So I never thought about using oils on my hair because my hair was always oily. That might've been what I was, it was always oily, but now my hair is dry. And it took me a while to realize that the quality of the hair that I was frustrated with, that what it was, was dry. Mm-hmm. So I think that point is that if your hair has, goes through a change, which it might definitely at menopause, you might 
keep trying to use the old products and not get the same response. And then you might be frustrated by that. It's not you, it's just figuring out the right products. But Morocco Method makes this Euro oil. I think this might be the very best thing for me. It's mm -hmm. totally natural. The other day, my hair was actually very dry and it actually looked a lot lighter than it does right now. And do you know, I just lathered on that oil and I instantly felt better. Mm -hmm. And I kept it like that actually until this morning. I washed my hair before this call. This is from Chagrin Valley. It's a coconut primrose hair balm. It's kind of like a pomade. I have a lot of little flyaways. Like you can even see there's a couple. So this tames that. And it's, there's just oils in here. They also make, this is Jojoba grapeseed hair oil, same company. So you can see I have all these oils. I'm like oil lady. I love jojoba. I actually used to mix Oh, I said it. it wrong. Thank you. Yes, jojoba. I used to mix jojoba, castor oil, and olive oil, like make a, like a little blend. And, and if you do put essential oils in that, just a drop because essential oils can burn your scalp. So be okay. really careful if you add essential oils. But I did used to put one drop of tea tree oil and maybe a drop of either rosemary or lavender into a full bottle of oil, shake it up. I used like a little, it was actually like a condiment bottle that I got at a restaurant supply yeah. store and yeah. I would just squirt it through my hair. Then I would yeah. use the massager to like really work it into my scalp. And then I would put it up in like a hair turban yeah. and clip it and just leave it on all day long. And then right before I would go to bed, then I would wash my hair. And one thing to say about the castor oil, I should have said this earlier when we were talking about the mask, it's really sticky and it sometimes can be very oh. hard to get out of your hair. And I had this happen to me where I would use my castor oil and then I would shampoo and dry my hair. And then my hair would be like oily, greasy. Mm -hmm. And I never have greasy, oily hair. I just, my scalp barely produces any oil at all. Yeah. Never had that problem. And so it was because the castor oil was getting stuck. And then I realized what makes it what helps it to be loosened from your hair is just a tiny bit of baking soda. So if you wash your scalp, if you're getting the castor oil out of your hair, use just a little bit of baking soda in with your bar of shampoo or whatever you're using to get it out. And it will just rinse cleanly out of your hair. And then you won't have that problem. That's a beautiful tip. And that actually reminds me too, back to you. Remember we were talking about apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. We were sharing that water is a big factor. Mm -hmm. And then you were sharing about the smell. So your hair like absorbed the smell. I got started with apple cider vinegar from Chagrin Valley. They do have rinses that you can buy on their website. And they, it comes with a bottle because you only put a little bit in and then you fill the rest of your bottle with water. It was such a shift for me. But the, what I wanted to mention was there are all those skin conditions out there that are so terribly right. frustrating. Mm -hmm. Psoriasis and eczema are the two that really come to mind as we're talking, and I, I can't speak to this personally. I haven't done it personally. I don't have um, those either of those conditions. I have had a lot of skin conditions because I have celiac disease. I know personally the challenges of skin conditions because when you have undiagnosed celiac disease, typically one of the signs is you have a lot of skin rashing, allergic reactions. I had dermatitis herpetiformis, which is this very specific skin rash that people with celiac get until they go gluten-free. So I've, I know those challenges, but if you have psoriasis or eczema, I've heard and read online that the apple cider vinegar can be helpful. I mm -hmm. would proceed with caution though, like Rebecca said, because if you could hurt your scalp, so you could start with just a really diluted amount, but it's very healing. Mm -hmm. um, and I have like itchy, my scalp itches. And I, now I really don't have that at all. 
since I've been using the rinse. That's the same with me. So I was, I have always had dry scalp and I thought at the beginning and even had a couple of doctors tell me that it was a form of scalp psoriasis. If that was true, I don't know. However, I haven't had it since I've discovered one Morocco method. I have another shampoo that actually isn't a bar that I sometimes use. I keep both in my shower and I have both of all of the information about that. If you have dry scalp, dry scalp and dandruff are two different things. Dandruff is not necessarily dry scalp, vice versa. So treating dry scalp like dandruff can make it worse. Yeah. So yeah, I went through a period of time where I had something that seemed like scalp psoriasis and putting apple cider vinegar on that was incredibly painful. I also wanted to show you because you mentioned the wooden comb. Yeah. Have a wooden comb as well. There it is. Oh, I love yours. It's beautiful. I bought this in China. Actually, my first trip to China in 2015, we were at like a street bazaar and this guy had this table full of beautiful wooden combs and I wanted one and it just, oh my gosh, combing your hair with a wooden comb is just so heavenly. I love Mm -hmm. using a wooden comb, but anyways, this other Chinese girl, because in 2015, my Mandarin Chinese wasn't perfected yet. And this girl helped me and my daughter get each of us a comb at a better price. You know, I think you like the wooden comb is so it's so, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. but it's luxurious. It's, I feel like we get a little bit misled by industry to plastic yeah. combs and, and also mm-hmm. to all the shampoos and all the beauty products and mousse and hairspray and, and all this heavy messaging that tells you, you have to use these things. And, and I'm sad that it got me away from something. So not yeah, Cause it's lovely. How nice is just to have this lovely thing, little tiny wooden comb to do for yourself every day. Do you use this one? The diamond crystal mist. I wasn't a big fan of it. What do you use it for? I know that it has frankincense oil in it and myrrh oil in it. Mm-hmm. And those two oils I know are very expensive. So I respect that he's got this high quality product that he puts that in. So I just use it because I think it helps my hair overall to be healthier. Mm-hmm. So you know what else? It always feels very cooling. So sometimes when my hair starts to feel, or my scalp starts to feel dry, I just spray it all over. And it mm-hmm. kind of calms that down and cools it down. I use a uh, Palo Santo oil on my hair instead of that. Yeah. It has a really neat smell. Actually, they use Palo Santo wood, the little sticks that people burn, yeah. um, like a kind of like a smudge stick. I'm not sure if that's even what they call them, but the little sticks yeah. that people like, like it's like a natural form of incense, but that Palo yeah. Santo oil has an earthy, almost a woodsy kind of smell to it, but it's, it's, it's very fragrant in a good earthy way. This is the dragon styling gel. I actually, this, I really like this. I think. Now is um, the main ingredient of that aloe? Yes. I thought so. I did try that. And here's another tip. When I buy, so I go to Rebecca's site, I find the Morocco method article. I click through that link and then I buy from Morocco method. I don't buy their product from Amazon or any place else. And you know why? They always send me a sample of something and they must track what I'm using because it almost seems like like there's an intent to what they send. Mm-hmm. And the samples are lovely. It's smaller than this, little, little, but it's enough that you can really get a sense. 
-hmm. They sent me a sample of the face cleanser and that I really appreciated because yeah. I did really want to try it. And I was on the fence. This is a product that this is emu oil. Mm -hmm. So this is from Walkabout and they're one of the top importers of high quality emu oil to the United States. It comes from Australia. People take this because it's the highest food source of vitamin K2. So people take it internally, which I do that too, but this is an, oh, they put it in this little bottle to like put on like spots of skin that are giving you trouble. It has, it's, it's healing because it's so loaded with different minerals mm -hmm. and nutrients and vitamins. But I do put this on my hair too. I think one challenge too I have is like the whites look a little yellow. So there are things you can do about that. I also mm -hmm. stopped heat treating my hair. So I did blow dry my hair today but I don't usually heat dry it at all. And that has helped. There are certain shampoos you can use, right? Mm -hmm. To make your whites look whiter. Um, right. Cause they can there get are. a yellow cast. Yeah, there are, there are certain shampoos and they say to go for the purple shampoos. I'm really careful about that because a lot of them have ingredients that I don't want to put on my hair. We're talking about, you know, natural hair, Yeah. you know, care and everything. So I'm, I'm very careful about which, and when I find something that really works for me, I tend to stick with it. If I have like two things, like I said, I use two different shampoos and conditioners. I basically just rotate them. I only wash my hair once a week anyways, unless like I go swimming or do something where my hair gets, you know, a campfire or something where I get smoky smell to my hair. But yeah, I don't wash my hair that often. I always use cold water on my hair because hot water isn't really that great for your hair. Ooh. If you have problems with like frizziness or just hair that seems hard to control, washing your hair with cold water will make a huge difference. So you don't wash your hair when you take a shower or you do cold water in the shower when you're washing your hair? I do cold water when I wash my hair. I don't usually take hot showers. I just don't like the feeling of uh -huh. hot shower. Usually I'm getting in the shower coming out of my sauna. So I'm hot. So I usually either have lukewarm water or cool mm -hmm. water, but mm -hmm. I'll just kind of stand out of the shower most of the time. And then when I go yeah. to wash my hair, I have a low flow shower head, like handheld shower head with an on off switch. So I only turn it on when I need to rinse. I don't stand in the shower and let the water run the whole time because I'm also a zero waster. And I feel like it's super wasteful to just let the water run when you're not using it. So yeah. I flip that switch. It's just a little button on the shower head. Mm -hmm. And I put my shampoo on or put my conditioner on while I'm shaving my legs or whatever I do, but the water only comes on when I need it. And I only point it at whatever I'm rinsing. So I'm trying to preserve, you know, how much water I use and stuff. But when I do start to wash or rinse my hair, it's on pure cold, just straight cold. And it's also really good for your vagus nerve to get cold water, you know, yeah. at the back of your head and all of that. So that's another thing with cold water, totally unrelated to hair, but yes, hot water, it's not the best. So I always hate it when I go to the salon and they like try to wash your hair with like burning hot, burning water. hot water. I'm so glad I asked you about like the shampoos for the silver mm -hmm. because the ones I had looked at had ingredients. I just wasn't, I wasn't right. okay with, and I've just been like, you know, that's okay. If that's how my hair is, that's fine. If it's going to have a little bit of a yellow cast. I don't know if mine looks yellow at all or not. Not at all. Not at all. When I'm in the sunlight I, mm -hmm. and like, cause I have a sunroof in my car and when I'm in my car and the sunroof is open, I'm like, look at all that gray hair, you know, because it's like more salt yes. and peppery back here. And like this darker, 
is clearly my natural hair color, which I used to highlight to more of a blonde, but now like it really makes the gray stand out. So I'll just leave it alone. Clearly natural with my hair, but when I'm out in the sunlight, I can see it's white grayish white and I don't use a purple shampoo. Mm -hmm. I don't use a specific purple shampoo. Although I do believe that that is better than using the other, if you're going to use that type of shampoo, I think Mm -hmm. the purple ones do help. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what helps more than that is avoiding hot treatments. Like you said, not blow drying your hair a lot, not using a flat iron or curling iron and just going natural. My hair has a lot of wave in the back. So if I let it air dry and I kind of play with it and scrunch it a little bit, it will be wavy. Yeah. But you know, I think, so this is, this is a good healthy hair, hair wellness kind of topic. The, like the mainstream approach is, is sort of that you have to get your hair to look exactly the same every day, right? You've got like a style and you use like a flat iron or curling iron and you blow dry and you've got an attachment on the blow dry and then you've got all your styling because you're always trying to get it to look exactly the same way every day. But the reality is, is it isn't going to look the same way every day. And that's something I've had to come to terms with. Being able to work with what I've got that day and honoring this is my hair. And I think part of the reason I don't know what to do with it is because I've just sort of denied it for so long. And if anyone listens to this and says, oh, I'm like Sarah was four years ago, and I think I'm going to go down that path, just initially it's frustrating, Mm -hmm. but hang on and you'll get there. If that is the thing, the strong demarcation line Mm -hmm. where they just stopped coloring and they've got, okay, half of my hair is gray and half of it is whatever color they've been coloring it. There's, there's several things that they can do for that one clearly a fresh haircut is going to help. Although a lot of people don't really want to cut the hair and that's fine. You don't have to do that. Some things I've seen people do, although like this isn't necessarily completely natural. They've done things to blend the gray. They can do like some highlights, low lights. Sometimes they can transition using a toner. And I mean, if that's what you've got to do for a few months, that makes you feel better about yourself while you're getting to where you want to go, then that's what you got to do. That's fine. But the goal would be if you're trying to go natural to transition away from that kind of thing, there's other ways to style your hair to camouflage the gray. If that's something you want to do, like I personally like the gray, I've had so many compliments on my hair since I started growing the gray hair out, but Clearly, if I want to, I can part my hair in a different way in the top of my hair. It's like all darker. Yeah, you can't even see it. If I want, I can pull it back and make it more prominent. So you can style your hair in a different way. You can use, you know, berets, cute hats. You can use headbands and all different kinds of things. There's a lot of different things you can do to kind of camouflage that transition. So, I mean, I think just embrace your hair and let it yeah. do its yeah. thing. That's, that's what I think. So, <laughs> but I it's think, sometimes you know, it's, easier said than done. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely that emotional thing. There's that pressure to look a certain way or to figure out the perfect cut for your shape of face. I mean, just mm-hmm. feel like those messages are so heavy, heavy in our society. So like in some of the pictures you'll see, as I went through my transition, it wasn't like a lot of these people with their before and after, Oh, I decided to stop coloring my hair. And then it's like this huge difference for me, my hair, my gray hair has been coming in slowly. I turned 50 last month in May and my hair still isn't as gray as I thought it would be at this point. But the 
the blonde, you know, was starting to grow out. So when I met my new hairdresser, I made it a point to just say very firmly up front, I'm not coloring my hair. I stopped doing that um, for my health and I like it and I like my gray hair and I don't want to, you know, highlight or color ever again. And so she knew that straight up from the front, wasn't like she was missing out on anything. And she's never really pressured me to do that, which I really appreciate. And also they would, by this time they were like, oh, I love your gray streak because I don't know, I guess it kind of looked like a little bit of a highlight sometimes whenever I would go in. So that's just a point I wanted to make, because if you've been with your hairdresser for a long time and they've been coloring or highlighting your hair, they're probably going to be a little bit of resistance. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's like it is with a lot of changes that you might make in life. When I really discovered all the chemicals and toxins that were out there, I just, I got to a point where I just wouldn't do things. And so that was sort of how it was at the beginning of the hair care journey. It was like, okay, I'm not going to put polysorbate 80 on my scalp or my hair because I think that was in like shampoos and hair colorings. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what to do otherwise. And so there's this funny thing about me. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to look very good for a while. And I'm not going to be that concerned about that anymore. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And I just share that story, honestly, just because I don't know. When I talk to people, sometimes, you know, they share how much pressure they feel. I think that people feel a lot of pressure uh, to do certain things and you know, and you talk about the hair salons and the fact that they want us to color our hair. Part of it is, yes, that's their job. And every, their whole world is, is that that's what helps women look better. You look better, you feel stronger about yourself, or you're having fun experimenting with color and doing different things. But there's also like a tremendous money component to it. I wanted my hairdresser to do well but not at the expense of my health. This is an individual decision. You know, if someone wants to continue coloring their hair, then that's their decision. This is just what the path that we chose and Mm -hmm. what we have found that works for us. And which is why we're talking about it. And I'm so glad that we had this conversation. That's been super fun to talk about. And I think there's so many avenues to explore. So if you have a question, feel free to reach out to me or Sarah. We're, we're happy to answer questions about what worked for us or to give you more information about some of the techniques or products that we've used. Where can people reach you, Sarah? The best place to go for me is trueleaf.io, T-R-U-E-L-E-A-F.io. It's easy to remember. And that's the main company that my husband and I own. And if you go to the team page, you'll find me and you'll be able to contact me directly. Awesome. Very, very nice.